time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Woo! What a Yeah! Let's go! Light that fire. Lighting, kicking tires and lighting fires with you on this Tuesday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team, Go! they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Well, 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 well. Do we have a situation on our hands or what? Hey, and Bill, I don't know what it is, but I got an echo coming back. It's a teeny tiny echo. I don't know if it's in there, if it's in the line or what, but it sounds like it's gone now. I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that yesterday we accurately portrayed the idea that we had history made and being made, possibly, at this time yesterday, possibly, potentially history being made. Well, (laughs) it happened. Strike up the band. Southern Miss is up there at the top of college baseball. They're now hosting a Super Regional. And look who's coming to town this weekend. Listen to Congrats to Scott Berry and the Southern Miss fan base, the Southern Miss baseball team. A one-run win over LSU yesterday. That was one heck of a ball game. Eight to seven, the final. It was back and forth and nip and tuck and inch by inch the whole way. And Southern Miss able to get the win and win their own regional. They are now hosting a super regional. Southern Miss is two wins away from her trip to Omaha. I think it'd be the second time ever they've been in 2009. And so, you know, they're two wins away. Standing in the way this weekend in Hattiesburg. Because they scored three touchdowns and went for two, apparently, (laughs) yesterday against Arizona. Mike Bianco and the Ole Miss Rebels. Hats off, boys. Yeah, hats off to you. Um, Ole Miss is in. DT couldn't wait. DT couldn't even wait five seconds, and he texted the show in the country, please, and text line said, now let's hear some forward Rebels, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, DT. (laughs) Just like you ordered. Man. Uh, So you've got history. You're going to watch a little history. It's never happened before in the state of Mississippi, and it is a – we're here smack dab in the middle of a college baseball state for sure. Um, I've pointed out in every metric you want to back it up, we can back it up. But nobody supports college baseball like the state of Mississippi. Look at all the other states. I don't care how big or how small. Nobody supports it better. Uh, Nobody invests more in it. I would say, you know, certainly per capita, if you want to look at it that way in terms of investing, than uh, the state of Mississippi. And and as you sit right here, and I know that state's out of it. This is not state's year. Last year was state's year um, to go and, and win the whole shooting match. And 
win their first national championship in school history. And it should come in baseball for state, and it did. Last year was state's year. This was decidedly not state's year. I know they're not in, in it. But you're sitting there. We've got a state here where we brag on the baseball all the time. And one team, at least for a, you know one school, one program, at least for a few more weeks, are reigning champs. They're holding the trophy from last year. And the other two are about to square off and butt heads with each other in Hattiesburg, and a best two out of three is going to send one of them to a trip to Omaha. I mean, and, and it's not, like I said, that's never happened before. You've never had that in the state of Mississippi where one of the schools hosted another school from the state in a super regional. They've obviously hosted each other in regionals before, but but not in a super regional. So the history we talked about possibly being made, here it is. So you got two Mississippi teams, one trip to Omaha. <laughs> Who's it going to be? And by the way, yes, they did play each other in the regular season. We'll go over that. Three games set. Well, potentially. It's a best of three, so it could go to three. And the schedule, by the way, we'll hit the schedule for you just so you know. Um, the schedule is going to be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, if necessary, for the Hattiesburg Super Regional. Some of the, I guess, what, half of the sites are going to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The other half of the sites are going to start, <clears throat> excuse me, on Saturday, play Saturday, Sunday, and then go uh, into Monday if necessary. If you haven't known yet, if you hadn't seen, you just knew they were going to play, but you didn't know the game times, it's 3 o'clock each day, Saturday and Sunday. 3 Central. Uh, first pitch Saturday, weather permitting. And then 3 Central Sunday, uh, weather permitting. All right, so welcome in. Well, let's get it started. Uh, your comments coming up if you're on the live stream. Hey to y'all. If you're on YouTube or Facebook checking out the show, feel free to hit me up there. Type a comment in. And I'll see it all in nice one place, uh, clean and one column there. I can see what everybody's saying, and we can get that in on the show. Feel free to also uh, text me today, country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. That's the number. Call me on the Divinity phone, numbers uh, 995-1059. That's the number to call. Good to hear your voice that way. 601 number, 995-1059. That's the Divinity Equipment phone line. So hit me up right there. First up, your texts on the country-pleasing text line. <laughs> uh, Joey just texted and said, Ole Miss just scored again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 22 runs. Elko hits three home runs. He's now the new single-season record holder and climbing. Man, past Brian Petway. Great guy, great family, Vicksburg kid. Went to Warren Central High School, went on to Ole Miss, set a bunch of records hitting home runs back in the live bat days. <laughs> Can I say that? Before the BB Corps stuff, right? Uh, it came in there. But he was on some of those early Mike Bianco teams that were in the early 2000s that were really, really good. Petway hit a home run in the SEC tournament in Hoover one year that the ball still hasn't landed, and that was 20 years ago. Like flew the big scoreboard they used to have out in center field. So, uh, yeah, Elko passes him. Joey, thanks for the text. Hogjow texts the show. 
and says, Last week, my wife and I took a short vacation. We went to Hot Springs for a couple of days. Years ago, we were married there, so we tried to go often. The first day, it poured, so we stayed in the hotel. Lo and behold, Beth found the Hallmark Channel, and I knew I was trapped. <laughs> Hogdale says, I found out a lot that day. Number one, city girls move to small towns and meet handsome cowboys. Look, Hogjow, you just described the storyline, the plot, the setting. Well, maybe not plot. The setting and the backdrop for nine out of ten Hallmark movies. City girl moves to small town, meets handsome cowboy. You nailed that. He says, number two, there's always an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend trying to cause, cause havoc. And number three, what does he say here? Jesse Schramm and Lacey, I, can't, I don't know how to say that last name have been the lead actresses in about 75 of the Hallmark movies. And then he says, P.S., go Hogs. Yeah, Hogs have advanced to a Super You know, um, look, Hogs out. It used to be Aunt Becky was the main character in most of the Hallmark movies, and then she had her troubles. And so then it became DJ from Full House, most of the time lead character. And now there's a few others that are becoming <laughs> the lead character in some of the... Uh, some of the Hallmark movies. DT said, uh, on a more serious note, did Prince ever get you some of that chickenless pot pie? <laughs> no, he did hook me up, though, with some bacon from Williams Williams Brothers. Uh, bacon and cheese. They cut off a big slice of cheese there. He hooked me up with that. And uh, But I'm still waiting on the chickenless pot pie. Yeah. Danny on Facebook said, Hallmark only owns the rights to one script. Is that right? Uh, back on the baseball subject on YouTube, Will commented. He said Southern will certainly set an attendance record this weekend. Hey, Bill, you and I were talking about that a while ago. It's going to be a madhouse in Hattiesburg this weekend. Yes. It? If you go down there, be ready for some traffic. I mean, they already have some traffic. And then, of course, their campus will be wrapped up. And the stadium will be full. Outfield, right field, roost will be full. I mean, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere on Saturday at 3 o'clock, Sunday at 3 <clears throat> Regardless, and you get it into Monday. If they have to play a game three on Monday, nobody down there will go to work. Well, I say down there. I mean, nobody that's going to the game is going to forego it on Monday to go back to work. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You know, nobody around the state to get anything done. Now, Will did throw in there a Hale State. He said, looks like two Mississippi teams are playing in a Super Regional this weekend, just like we all thought at the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Just a different two, right? Ginger is rooting for USM. She's on Facebook, says, I hope USM goes to the College World Series. And I'm a big USM fan, too. I'll be honest with you, I, I was really, really genuinely rooting for Southern Miss yesterday against LSU. I was. And at one point, it struck me, and I thought, you know, I don't think I've genuinely rooted for another college team like this other than Mississippi State. I don't think I've done it. There's have I've had games I've watched and you kind of want to see something happen, you know. But this, I was genuinely into it. Like, yeah, let's go. If everything goes according to plan, we'll get a chance to talk to Scott Barry uh, later in the show. All right, let's hit the phone line real quick. Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Judy, hanging on line one. Hey, Judy. Hey, Matt. The last time I talked to you. I asked you if it was time to cry. 
you remember that phone call? Yeah, I do, and sure enough, it was. Yes, and I am, a, I'd like to say, a patriotic American. Our national bird is an eagle. Right. Guess who I'm pulling for? <laughs> well, Not to mention the fact that my brother-in-law went to Southern. Okay. Well, that's as good a reason as any, is what I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I bleed maroon blood. I have the red, white, and blue for my country. I just can't can't be a turncoat and support Ole Miss. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And look, true. They've thrown beer on me at a football game years ago from in the stands. Mm-hmm. And not not baseball, but football. But Southern has done great this year. And I just really hope they can pull it all off. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I. It's it's really one of those where, like, you know, if you ask me on a personal note, Judy, and I know I'm different from you, but on a personal note, if there are, <laughs> if there was a way that I could see Mike Bianco and Scott Barry both get to go coach it in Omaha, I'd be fine with that. You know, and oh yeah, only I one, only one can go. But um, it's just such a neat story and and the other thing about it is this too you know it's not so much like it's it's not at all like for me Judy like rooting against Ole Miss it's just we're sitting here in 2022 in this era of college sports just totally transforming before our eyes right and the idea in football yeah. and basketball yeah. those two big sports in particular football, uh, football and basketball is that you know the little guys the schools without big conference affiliations and TV contracts and, and money are going to have no shot ever to win anything in football and basketball. There's not with w- the way right. things are going. And so the fact that we still have a baseball season this year where there's a team like Southern Miss from a conference like Conference USA, albeit in their last year, that could go and could pull something off, they are easy to pull for. It's pulling for the underdog. Oh, they are, yeah. They've got a great coach. And the players I've heard interview are so humble. You can't help but cheer for them. Yeah, I noticed that too. And you know, the other thing too, Judy, you're there in the the Jackson area. They have so many kids from that area. <laughs> you know, from Hines <laughs> uh, County and Madison County and just all right around well, there. Say Rankin County, because that's where I am now. Rankin County. I mean, they got so many local kids too, so... They're easy yeah, they to pull do. for for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I agree with you. And they are the little little guys, mm. and I like to pull for the underdog. Yeah, I'm. So I'm they genuinely... definitely got my my voice. Yeah. During the World Series. Yeah. 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 Thanks, good Judy. To talk to you again. You too. It's always Bye-bye. good to hear from you. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call, as always, from Judy. Uh, on on Facebook, uh, Joseph said Ole Miss is third straight super regional. How about that? I mean, when you consider, I know State, again, is out of it this year. They're coming off a run where they went to five straight Supers, three straight Omahas, three straight Supers now for uh, Ole Miss, which this third one is in Hattiesburg at Southern Miss. Southern Miss is what? They've hosted a couple times in the last five years now. And and now would be, including the Super, would be three times they've hosted something in the last, what, five years? It's just incredible. I mean, in so we're living in a time here where in the recency, the most recent years, 
where the teams and the programs are rewarding the support and the fan bases, which I know those things are tied together, but rewarding all of us for the support and the interest in it. It just it kind of goes hand in hand. It's like Danny said on Facebook, what a great day for college baseball in the Magnolia State. It is. Keith is a big dog fan. He says SM, you know, Southern Miss to the top. I think there's one more T supposed to be in there, Keith. I think it's three T's. Southern Miss, and that's SM, to the top. So we need three T's. <laughs> um, Next Gen Reb, Country Pleasing Text Line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves and in Walmart throughout the southeastern United States. Next Gen Reb says, uh, there were lots of people that said Ole Miss didn't deserve their spot in the tournament, the last team to get in. We couldn't debate that until we are blue in the we could debate that until we're blue in the face. But all that matters is they got in. Whatever happens after, so far the after has been incredible. I mean, it really has. Go three and zero at a national siege regional, including two wins over the team that put you out last year, including the third or the second win over the team that put you out last year. You score twenty two runs and Elko hits three of them. Uh, three home runs and sets a new school record. and Yeah, and, and I'm going to skip ahead to a more recent text here on the Country Pleasing text line just to drill it home. Thank you, Boomer Sooner, on the Country Pleasing text line. It says, hey, Matt, did Ole Miss fire Bianco yet? Where are they? Where are they? See, here's the thing about that, Boomer Sooner. Gosh, if I'm not careful, I'm just going to go on and on. I... Nobody wants to hear me go on and on about that again. But here's the thing about that. It's just like the shock jock media guys who don't care if they're right or wrong or accurate or inaccurate. All they want are clicks. Okay, so the dumber they can post, the the more stupid thing they could possibly say, the more clicks they'll get. So they go that route, and then they come back, and when they are wrong, and when it is shown that they is stupid and that there was never any substance to it, there's never any accountability on their part. They don't have to come back and say, yeah, I did it for clicks. Because, you know, then the cat's out of the bag, right? Well, the same thing is with fans who way, way, way overreact in the middle of a season during a downturn on the baseball, especially in baseball. And all those people who posted, tick, 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 fire, 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 fire. People who called here. People who texted here. Time for them to go. Time's up. Fire him. Got to move on. Hope I, wearing paper bag. We're gonna wear paper bags to the stadium. All those people, they don't. We don't hear from them now. So we hear from them then, but we don't hear from them now. I'd have great respect for anyone who calls or texts and says, "Look, I, I was one of those who was dead wrong, and I actually owe him an apology. And if I see him, I'm going to apologize." I would absolutely respect that, but they hide. Just like these media people hide. Be careful who you give your attention to. And let me say another thing. If you don't hear anything else on this show today, please hear this. Everybody on the live stream on YouTube and Facebook, listen. Everybody on the text line, everybody on the phone line, listen. One of these teams is going to Omaha this year. One of them is. You pay very close attention to the media entities in this state who send somebody to Omaha this year, but they didn't see it necessary to foot the bill and send anybody to go to Omaha last year. 
it will be important to them this year because of who's in it. It wasn't important to them last year because of who was in it. You go back and research and you pay attention. That's all I'll say about that. Gotcha, Keith. He said, fat fingers, S-M-T-T-T. He's got three T's in there now. <laughs> uh, here we go. Um, country please and text line. H-Day says, uh, being an MSU grad, I'll have to flip it backwards and pull for Southern Miss. Hail Eagles. <laughs> it's a bizarre world, isn't it? Nick says, it's um, Williamsville to the locals, Matt. Also, try the hoop cheese next. Well, I think that's what I got. They had the netting around the outside of it. They cut me a big slice of that off of there. Yeah, and, and Philip Prince called it in Philadelphia. Uh, Philip called it Williamsville. And then I was like, I thought it was Williams Brothers. And we've been educated on that. It is, to the locals, Nick, it is Williamsville in Philadelphia. To the rest of us, it says Williams Brothers on the front of the store. Uh, White Denzel said, off topic, who are you cutting from these five players? Keep in mind, all these players are in their prime. Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Ted Williams, Willie Mays, Babe Ruth. Now, how am I supposed to know that, Denzel? You talk about coming out of nowhere with something that I, I really can't answer. All I know is that Hank Aaron is number one in that group. Period. End of story. The end. If you're like, choose this or choose that. If you're including Hank Aaron, you don't even have to ask me. That's the way I'm going every single time in any conversation. Base hits, doubles, triples, average, longevity, uh, offense plus defense, home runs. Give me Hank Aaron. Every time. Just getting started with you. Lots of texts and comments on the live stream to get to. All coming up. Stick around. The analysts for Mississippi State Baseball, Basketball, and the SEC Network. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Matt Wyatt is in the house. Yeah, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. I, uh, Will, you asked me a question on YouTube a minute ago. And yes, I just wanted to highlight this real quick. Uh, Will said, did you see the controversial call in the Maryland-UConn game? The runner should have been safe. Well, here's the thing, Will. I got to be careful about getting too, you know, out of whack here, you know, chasing this story down the road. I'll get way distracted and we got other stuff to talk about. There's, you know, y'all can imagine we had a thousand comments and texts already this morning. I did see it. Okay. And Jeff Head was the home plate umpire for that Maryland UConn game. He's a guy that umpire, he must live around here because he umpires a million Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Southern Miss games. Well, he's up there doing that one. Will, I thought he made the right call. He's watching the baseline. And you can see on the replay that by the letter of the law, the runner was in fair territory. He was not in that lane up the foul line. He was in fair territory. Both feet were inside in the field of play, 
And that's where the ball was thrown. Now, you and I can argue where the first baseman was when he tried to field it, and he was leaning over. But it didn't matter as according to where the ball was thrown and where the runner was. That he, that was the right call. You're going to get called out by most umpires in that situation, especially with that throw going up the line, and the runner is not where he's supposed to be on or outside the line. He's inside the line. So I thought they got the call right. If y'all missed it, to describe the scenario, it was a big deal. Okay, because this was a two-run ball game, I believe. I believe I have that right. I think it was like maybe like 10 to 8. UConn was ahead 10 to 8. Maryland batting. Eighth inning, at home, down by two runs, their best player at the plate, and a run at a runner at third base. So the tying run at the plate. He hits a chopper back towards the pitcher. It's like a swinging bunt. Runners coming down the third baseline to score. The pitcher fields the swinging bunt, comes up the line, throws it to first base, but the runner is in front of him, between him and the first baseman, inside the line in the field of play. When the ball was thrown, the first baseman didn't field it because, bam, the runner ran smooth into him on the bag. I mean, a big collision. First baseman's down. They, you know, Initially, he's safe at first base. The run scores. It's a one-run game. The tying runs on first base. But Jeff Head goes, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. No. Runner interference. He's out. Out number two in the inning. Put the runner back on third. I felt like he got the call right, Will, myself. And I will say this. It would make any fan base mad. But I thought the Maryland fan base was just, I don't know, they were just nasty about it. <laughs> you know, and I feel like you're mad, but a lot of SEC fan bases are going to watch that replay in the stadium and go, yeah, shoot. That's right. He was inside there. He was at both feet in fair territory. We can't have that. That's kind of how I felt that that would be judged. I just thought I would, you know, bring that up. And by the way, if y'all are on the live stream, thanks for all the comments and the questions. Uh, you can see, I mean, there's a long list of conversations going on. I couldn't possibly get to all of it, um, but we can get to some of it. Joseph said the regional championship game last year was a classic 12 to 9 between Ole Miss and Southern. That was last year, regional championship game. So they faced each other in a postseason before, and it's something. Talking about uh, Williams Brothers, Daryl said, okay, the red rind cheese, what my dad called comeback cheese. <laughs> yeah, they had some of that too. They had a little bit of everything down there. It's a really neat place. Really neat. All right, over here to the uh, country-pleasing text line. Jackson Mailman said, if Southern Miss goes on, has Mike Bianco done enough to save his job or were the rumors during the season going to catch up with him? Yeah, I just don't think so. Look, look, man, man, he, they, any rumors about anything about Mike Bianco and Ole Miss, it's, it, it's just none of it was ever true. It's not true. The only reason Mike Bianco won't coach Ole Miss next year is if he decides he doesn't want to do it. The end. And that was true two months ago. The end. He's playing in a super regional. Third consecutive super. <laughs> He's two wins away from Omaha. Real C with a text. Says Mississippi baseball in a four-year span. Uh, four consecutive trips to Omaha. 
Right. Because three straight for state, we're going to have a team this year. One national championship so far. One high school team ranked number one in the U.S. And you've had a JUCO national champions. He says, solid baseball state. I mean, solid might be an understatement in Real C. Jason in Flagstaff said, I'm pulling for Ole Miss just despite all the Ole Miss goofs who wanted Bianco fired before the season started. <laughs> boy, Jason. Uh, Walton says, it's your show, Matt. You go on and on about anything you want. We're here to listen. Well, thanks, Walton. I appreciate that. I, it's just that, you know, sometimes I watch the clock and we have hard breaks. And there are things you'd like to get into or a text you'd like to address. And I know if I get going, it's going to take me, you know, five minutes and then I'll be out of time. I have to pull, pull it back in at some point. Dennis, formerly of Omaha, says, yes, the major media folks are desperately short on self-reflection. You're not kidding. I mean, do anything for attention, anything for a click, and never ever be accountable for anything well look maybe that's the way to do well in media okay but it's not real life therefore ain't interested res dog says if any mississippi state fans give a dime to the clarion liar they are a fool (laughs) and see look he went hashtag smtt res dog has got one more t in it there are three T's in Southern Miss to the top. I mean, spell it out. Hear the song in your head. To the top. Three. Uh, TR from Braxton. TR says, fans are fickle. Despite winning it all last year, you had Bulldog fans that think they should fire the coach. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's about as stupid as some of that other stuff. He says, just happy to have a coach that wins consistently year in and year out. If you're a fan of the school, be a fan consistently. Yeah. Well, you know, again, have some, have some reality mixed in there. Sometimes the reality is after one or two years, you need to make a change. Sometimes the reality is after 21 or 22 years, you don't need to change anything. What plays on the Internet and sometimes on sports radio, is not always reality. Stick with reality, man. Nick says, I love Hank Aaron, but Mays is the best player on that list. Mays won back-to-back MVP. All right, hold on. Uh, Nick, Nick, I respect your opinion. And you may even be right about this, but listen, don't ever use an award a subjective type of award like that, like an MVP or a Heisman or something, in a player debate, a player versus player debate. Don't use it, especially MVPs. Get that out of here. That doesn't matter to anybody. It don't even. That doesn't even matter to Hank Aaron or Willie Mays. They don't care about MVPs. Don't bring that in here. He said Mays has 12 gold gloves. Again, Mays also led the league in stolen bases for five straight seasons. I, hey, bring that on now. Bring that on right there now. That's strong. Five straight years, he also led the league in stolen bases. I'll still take Aaron. <laughs> Bo and Brandon says, Matt, what's your thoughts on Elko and what he means to this Ole Miss team? Dude is captain material. Well, I'll tell you honestly what I think, Bo. I am 
and I have been over the last few years inclined, and I still am very much inclined personally on a personal level to root for the guy because he is very outspoken about his faith, about his belief in Jesus, about that he doesn't play for himself, he's not living for himself, he's playing and living for a greater purpose than just you know himself and his name and Elko and his number. Okay, those reasons endear him to me. Now, you can say, well, therefore, you're a little biased then in talking about the guy. Okay. I'm just saying, I, I don't care who he plays for and even to what point what he does. Somebody that walks like that and is out in the open like that, I'm on his side. And I appreciate it. So I've been pulling for the guy. I like him a lot. And to just like I asked Coach Bianco the other day in the interview, I mean, you're happy for everybody, but for a guy, an old guy like Elko, who's doing and done what he's done to get another shot, he's like, absolutely. You're 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 most happy for guys like that to get to play some more baseball. And now look what he did. I mean, he's now the single season home run record holder in school history. He's got his team in a super after they were dead in the water. And never forget, you look at his social media. He's steadying the boat all year long saying, hey, don't give up. I'm pulling for that guy. Stick around. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think right now. Hi, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Across the great state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. Joseph reminding us that Elko was a five-star player coming out of Florida but struggled his first two seasons playing behind Tyler Keenan and yet never transferred, and it paid off the last two years. Yeah, I wonder how many stories we're going to have like that in the future with the way things have opened up for kids now. But it usually is best. Not always, but it usually is best to stay there, stick it out, keep grinding it usually will work out better that way. All right. Uh, some folks have been patient on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. First up on line one, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up, Jason? Uh, nothing much. Um, you, you asked yesterday about a description of Arizona in September, and I completely missed it when the phone line kicked on. Um, yeah, down there, it's uh, in September, it's not going to be nearly as hot. And it's going to be after a month or so of raining, and it's, it's going to be really pretty down there for anybody that's thinking about going. Uh, that's the only time of the year the desert doesn't look like a dried turd. <laughs> There'll be flowers everywhere and grasses and animals that just popping out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And that might even be some snow or hail accumulated up on the sky islands down there. It's, it's really pretty. I, that's part of the reason I'm going to the game. It's just, 
So flip around the sky island. So it's a four hour drive from you, or four and a half hours. Um, yeah, it's it's that's what Google Maps says. It's a mm-hmm. little bit more than that, but <laughs> yeah, I got you. And so I'm looking at it here. You know, Flagstaff, where you are, you're up in northern Arizona. Uh, you get snow, all that stuff. You drive yeah. about, oh, 120 miles or so south. You hit Phoenix, where it gets to 120 degrees in the summer. And then you keep going another yeah. couple of hours south to, to Tucson, and that's where that's where we're talking about. You're not quite in Mexico, but you ain't far. No, it's... It gets plenty hot in Tucson, and they get snow on the mountains right outside of town just as much as we do. It's, mm. it's a really weird spot. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it, except it's, it literally goes from desert to mountains just like you snap your fingers. Mm. It's, it's just weird. That's neat. But it's really pretty down there. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And, uh, and Jason, hopefully it's a deal where – you get there, I get there, I'll catch up with you. Maybe we can take a picture or something, at least run into each yeah, other. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I tell you what, you'll like a lot of the old Western stuff down there around town, too. It's a, a lot of the old stuff you see in the Western movies started from down there. I, I don't remember. I think one of Wyatt Earp's brothers is buried down there or something. Really? It's really historical. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. I was thinking anyway, about I was thinking about driving it, but it says it's a 22-hour drive. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, and if I if if I were you, I would bypass going I ten and stay on I forty and add a few hours. You'll see a lot more stuff. Mm-hmm. I ten is nothing. Just I can't remember if it's Dallas that comes through or something like that down in South Texas. After that, there's nothing. From Tupelo, Mississippi, I tried to, it one time. From Tupelo, Mississippi to Tucson, Arizona, it's one thousand five hundred nineteen miles. I wonder what I need to do the math on the the uh, cost of, of gas just to get out there and see what that would cost. Well, I figured out my last trip home cost me about 1500 bucks of gas, um, and, but I did a, a lot of driving around from north to south Mississippi, and mm-hmm. I can't afford to go back right now. So, <laughs> I mean, 1500 bucks, and that was then. That was when gas was yeah. two and a half a gallon, so double it, $3,000? Yeah. Shoot, man. But now, that's not just for the trip. That's a lot, a whole lot of visiting. Yeah. Like I got folks in North Mississippi, and got some on the coast, and I was going back and forth the whole I time you. I was there. I got you. But, okay, but it, it's a, it's a lot. Anyway, I'll hang up and listen. All right, Bye-bye. appreciate the call, Jason. Thank you. Uh, flip it over to line two. Joey, hanging on. What's up, Joey? Hey, Matt. Look, I just I just went west to California at the first of the year. Look, if if you can stay in a plane. Um, just do that. Mm. Uh, it, that it, now, Arizona, Jason's right. It is for a pretty young state. It's amazing how much history actually is there to be checked out. I, I, I would almost, I would go back for that. That, that'd be my reason behind going back. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to see, but it was a business trip. So, um, hey, you know these these folks that came out the fire Bianco crowd. The ones that were vocal, maybe they should say, hey, I was wrong. But for the people who were in that collective and just kind of sat on it, Matt, I'll, I'll play attorney for them a little bit. And, and we've all had relationships 
whether it be work or marriage, whatever, where maybe we've thought, gosh, if that guy don't show up for work tomorrow, that'd be great. Or that's been thought of us. And then we fixed it. Or your wife has, you know, people we've all had with people. I hope that most people haven't, but a lot of us have had spots in our marriage where, boy, if this, if, if, if this came to an end, um, you know, one of you, one person was afraid to pull the trigger and the other one later on may be glad of it. Mm-hmm. But your spouse doesn't owe you an apology for how they felt at that moment because they didn't run around telling the world they wanted it. It just went through their mind. I see what you mean. Um, yeah. So okay. those people, so, so those people don't know Bianco anything because no more than your spouse or or you owe that employee you didn't like. You don't owe him an apology because you thought if he don't show up tomorrow that'll be fine. <laughs> I had somebody who didn't show up today and it was fine. I don't owe them <laughs> no apology. <laughs> um, no, I get what you're saying. So, yeah, I, I uh, think that's right. You know. To, to differentiate between people who might think it versus the people who came and were very vocal and posting all over this and social media and go to a website and say, hey, let's all go to the game wearing paper bags on our heads and try to organize that. Those people owe somebody an apology. Well, you know, the Saints fans wore bags on their heads, and a few years later they, they, they took them off with pride. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just – Look, Bianco, you know, it's one of those things where we're not, none of us are always at our best, Matt. And that's what sometimes puts our employer, our spouses, or even our pastor in. Boy, if I didn't have to deal with them again for a little while, it'd be okay. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we, all, we all have times where I'll just say it, Matt. We're kind of in the suck. We're not in the great. We're kind of in the suck for a moment. Yeah. And... In there for a moment, Matt Bianco was kind of in the suck. He wasn't doing well. And now he's doing great. So those people who wanted him gone, cut them a little slack. They they, they kind of were right at that point in time. It may be wrong now, but they weren't necessarily wrong then. He wasn't coaching his team to the level they're capable of playing. And that's now being seen. And this kid that professes the Lord, I like him because he is putting himself out there to be held to a higher standard, and I appreciate that, Matt. Yeah. I really do. I yeah, think that's that. applaudable. Yeah, me too. I'm with you on All that. Right, Thanks, Joey. Appreciate the call. Um, how about this? Uh, Richard, talking about the drive to Arizona, he said, last October I drove from Pennsylvania to Arizona to deliver a package to the nuke plant spent the night sleeping in my van near flagstaff and nearly froze later that day i almost melted it was over 90 and he said the drive from flagstaff that's north arizona down to phoenix from uh, through sedona was stunning but then he says i would fly if i went back lol so on the gas i tried to do the math 1500 miles one way and if i averaged say in, in you know, depending on your vehicle, a big SUV is not, but you know the right vehicle. Let's say you average twenty-seven miles a gallon, right? So that's that's a little over fifty-five gallons of gas to go fifteen hundred miles. Didn't I do that right? And then if you could get gas at four twenty-five a gallon, a little over fifty-five gallons, you're talking about 
between $230 and $240 to get out there one way. So almost, but not, you know, probably by the time you're done, to get out there and get back home, you spent $500 on gas. If I, if I, if my math is correct, which it may not be, <laughs> there's always a chance that my probably math isn't correct. Did it sound right to you, Bill? I think it might be more. Think it'd be more than that? Yeah, because as you get out there, the gas gets more expensive. Well, that's the thing, though. I factored it on averaging $4.25 a gallon. I'm not sure you can get it. You can average that. Maybe well, I was... In California right now, it's like 6 to $8 a gallon. Yeah, so I wonder what it is in Arizona. It's probably close. Well, you know, Jason should know. Yeah, I mean, Nick said, where are you getting gas for $4.25 a gallon? He's, he's right about that. I probably should have averaged it on five. Well, let's just do it this way then. If it's a little over 55 gallons of gas one way, okay, that's, two, that's over 275 bucks if you got it at $5 a gallon. Okay, so you're well over $500. I mean, you're... you're That's just driving straight out there and driving back. You spent 550 bucks on gasoline. Good gracious alive. That's just driving there and driving back. Who boy. Well, look at here. Hour one just flew by. Joseph, I hope you're right. Joseph says in September gas will be cheaper. I hope you're right about that. Hour one flew on by. Hour two, right around the corner. And we'll start it off with a conversation about baseball. We got baseball on the brain around here. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around.